Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a born servant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. May God bless the reading of his word. I want to give you three points quickly and then we pray on a short medita- meditation entitled The Mind of Christ. I believe all of us, we want this mind. It's such an amazing mind. And we are going to look at this mind from these verses and then we are going to pray. And I believe by the time we live here, we will be having the mind of Christ. Can I hear an amen? The first thing that I want you to see about the mind of Christ from this verse, I have called them the three S's about the mind of Christ. The first S is, this mind is a selfless mind. The mind of Christ is a selfless mind. To be selfless, I think Reverend Mugo touched on it a little bit, to be selfless simply means to be concerned more with the needs and wishes of others than with your own. You are concerned with the wishes of others, with the desires of others, with the needs of others more than your own. In other words, you prefer others before you. It is a selfless kind of mind. The Bible says here that he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He stripped himself of his status, his position, and this is Jesus Christ. He had to literally step down. Why was he doing all these things? Is because he was thinking about us. I mean, can you imagine you're God and you decide to come here on earth and put on flesh? Can you, dis- can you imagine you are God, you live in heaven, you live in eternity, you live in the presence of God, you live in such a powerful atmosphere and you have to vacate that position to come here on earth, a very difficult place with many challenges. I mean, it takes a lot of selflessness for someone to do that, true or not true. So here we see that the mind of Christ, which is the mind that we need to have, Paul tells us, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. It is a mind that is selfless. And this afternoon, I want to encourage us to have a selfless mind. It is a selfless mind that will make you think of others before you think about yourself. It is a selfless mind that will make you go out of your way to even serve others without thinking of your own comfort. Look at Jesus. He had to go out of his way. He left heaven to come and serve us. It is a selfless mind that makes you join a department to serve. 
That's a selfless mind. But if you're selfish, you can never join a department to serve. If you're selfish, you can never teach the children. If you're sel selfish, you can never stand and direct people where to sit. If you're selfish, you can never stand here and hold a microphone and sing. And people are looking at you like pillars. You remember the pillar story? Yeah. So it requires a lot of selflessness. Praise the Lord. If you're selfish, you can never be sent. If you're only thinking about you, your comfort, your position, you know, your name, your big manism, you know, you're only thinking about you, you can never be sent. So we must become selfless because Jesus has already molded, molded it for us. You must always think about your neighbor, you must always think about your colleague, your friends, your brothers and sisters, and ask yourself, do they need anything that I can be able to provide for them? Am I a solution to their questions? Am I a solution to their needs? Because people have needs. Look at your neighbor and tell them I have a lot of needs. Oh yes, your neighbor has needs. Your neighbor wants to have a very wonderful career. Isn't it? Your neighbor wants to be successful. I'm speaking for a friend. Your neighbor wants to drive a nice car, live in a beautiful home. Your neighbor wants to be healthy. Isn't it? Your neighbor wants to be wealthy. And if you can become a blessing to your neighbor, oh, it will be such a wonderful thing. Praise the Lord. You see, when God was speaking to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2, he told him, I will make you a great nation. He told Abraham, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. So he told Abraham, I'll bless you so that you can bless others. I will bless you so that you can be a blessing to other people. I will bless you so that you remember that you have a neighbor, you have a colleague, you have a friend and it will take selflessness for you to be a blessing to them. Why do you want God to prosper you? Why do you want God to give you a lot of wealth? Why do you want a lot of money? Why do you want prominence and influence? Why are you looking for a breakthrough and promotion? Could it be the reason why it has delayed is because you are selfish? You're only thinking about yourself. Let this mind that was in Christ be in us also. Praise the Lord. Amen. Why do you want a lot of money? At the back of your mind, does God see you thinking about others? Does God see your thoughts? And he sees that you have factored in even the building of the church. Yes, you want money, you want power, you want influence, you want promotion, you want breakthroughs, you want all these things. But when God looks at your heart, hey, he only sees you. In all these things you want, he only sees you. He doesn't see himself. He doesn't see the church. He doesn't see your brother or your sister. He only sees you. Tell your neighbor, no wonder it has delayed. Let this mind. Which mind is this? It's a selfless mind. Can I shock you? From today, start thinking about the church. You see how God will bless you. 
look at the way you're quiet. Can I say it again? From today, start thinking about the church and you will see how God will bless you. He will bless you tremendously. Amen? Start thinking about somebody you can lift. Yeah. Because some of you, somebody comes to you with a prayer request. But you look at the prayer request and you know you are the answer to the prayer request. Don't tell them I'll pray. Just answer the prayer request. Come on, somebody. Am I talking to somebody here? Tell your neighbor, answer the prayer request. I mean, somebody has come to you, he wants 500 shillings. Then you say, let's hold hands. Honestly? And you start with the, we even, you even start with tongues. 500 shillings. And you have the ability. And you spend another 30 minutes praying. And you know in your heart that you are the answer to that prayer request. Just answer the prayer request. Praise the Lord. Amen. May God bless you to be a blessing. May God elevate you to be a blessing. In Jesus' name. Number two. You're almost praying. Which mind is this? The mind that Jesus Christ had. It is the mind of servanthood. The Bible says, verse 6 to 7, Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant or a bond servant. He took the form of a bond servant. We talked about the bond servant the other day. And coming in the likeness of man, he came in the likeness of man. What is the likeness of man? The likeness of man is servanthood. A bond servant is a servant. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. God created us to bring him pleasure. One of the ways we bring him pleasure is by serving him. God created you for himself. Sunday I made a statement here. Very powerful statement. I've been thinking about it. God saved you for himself. And God created you for himself. Hallelujah. And when he gave you that body, he didn't give you that body so that you may use it for fornication. That's why he said your body is a temple. Your body is mine. It's a temple. The reason why you have a body is because it is the only license you have to operate here on earth. Without the body, you are not allowed to be here. You cannot be allowed to operate here on the earth without the body. That's why when Jesus wanted to come here to borrow, the, to borrow a body from a woman by the name Mary, in fact, the Bible says, a body has thou prepared for me. God prepared that body for Jesus, for him to come here. That's why when demons want to operate, they look for a body. And I pray they will not find your body in the name of Jesus. So you being a human, you are a servant. God has created you for himself and he has placed you here on earth for a reason, so that you may serve him. So we must have the mind of servanthood because that's the mind that Jesus had. He came to serve. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Amen. So he was not just a servant, but he was a born servant. That means he was bound to God's service. He was bound to God's will. A lot of Christians are not servants or servants rather, they are spectators. They want to be bosses, watching what happens. That's why to get people even to join a department, it takes a someone. True or not true? 
It takes a someone and a very anointed someone to make them joy. Because it's not easy for us to become bond servants. It's not easy for us to serve. Everybody wants to be served. Everybody wants to be served. I am telling you. Yeah? Everybody wants to be served. That's why we don't even keep house managers for long in our homes. Because as they bring food to you, they start imagining somebody can also be bringing food to me. And they resign. True or not true? Everybody wants to be served, isn't it? Yeah, that's why we have people who, no matter what you say, they will never do anything for God. We don't have the mind of Jesus Christ. One of the things that we see in the book of Deuteronomy that God is expressing his heart to the Israelite was about service, about serving and serving him. Deuteronomy chapter 28. You know, it's, it, this is a chapter of curses and blessings. Hmm? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47. Quickly, let's go there. Uh, five more minutes to finish. Because, can we read together? Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. You see, if you stop there, you realize that the reason why we should serve God is because of the abundance of everything that he has given to us. Amen. And God is lamenting that the children of Israel forgot all the blessings he had bestowed upon them. And they decided that, God, we are not going to serve you anymore. And God tells them, okay, this is what is going to happen to you. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Next verse. Are we reading? Therefore, you shall serve your enemies. Whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in, they will even not have clothes to wear, and in need of everything. If you don't serve God, an enemy is coming that you will serve. And you will serve that enemy in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and you will always be in need. And I have seen it in the church. People who don't do nothing are always needy. Are always needy. Are always lacking stuff. Because now, they are serving another God. Look at that. And he will put what? A yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. Tell your neighbor the story is not yet over. Verse 49. This will make you serve God. The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose language you will not even understand, a nation that will come to confuse you. A brother, a man that will be brought into your life to confuse you as a lady. You see, sometimes when the pastor tells people, serve God, people think the pastor is asking for people to help him. Tell your neighbor, you're not helping the pastor. Tell them you are helping yourself. Oh, pastor, I tell him sad. The Lord, look at verse 50. Tell your neighbor, the story is not yet over. A nation, can we read together? A nation 
of fierce continence, which does not respect the elderly, nor show favor to the young. So nobody will be spared. Verse 51. We have a long way to go. And they shall eat the increase of your livestock and the produce of your land until you are destroyed. They shall not leave you grain or new wine or oil or the increase of your cattle or the offspring of your flocks until they have destroyed you. You see, the end game is your destruction. Next verse. Keep going. They shall besiege you at all your gates until your high and fortified walls in which you trust, you have put an electric fence and you have put dogs, German shepherds, and you have put CCTV cameras. You don't want to serve God. Now you are protecting yourself. God says, I am coming after your security as well. They shall besiege you at all your gates until your high and fortified walls in which you trust come down throughout all your land. And they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land which the Lord your God has given you. Next verse. Tell your neighbor, if you don't serve God, you're not safe. You shall eat the fruit of your own body. Now you become a cannibal. You see, when the Bible talks about you shall eat the fruit of your own body, it is very scary. That means your body will waste away. There are diseases which waste your body. And one of them is cancer. You shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and your daughters, whom, your, whom the Lord your God has given you. The siege and desperate straits. I understand why I have been left to read alone. In the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you. Verse 54. Tell your neighbor, we are not yet done. Or we stop there. The sensitive, those who are sensitive, oh my God, it's too dusty. Oh my God, the road is, mm. yeah, when I see a lot of water, I get jitters. So I won't come to serve, I won't come to sing, I won't, I won't come to the church. You know when it rains, I, nitashikwana malaria. The sensitive, are we still reading? The sensitive and the very refined among you. You know, the refined are the ones who now even argue with God. God, you know, my car, um, the shocks of my car, Lord. Um, <laughs> the very refined among you especially the ones who are wearing glasses, will be hostile toward his brother. <laughs> who is wearing glasses here? <laughs> toward the wife of his... Look, trouble will even come to your marriage. Look, all these things I'm reading here, I have seen them happening. Yeah, When you stop serving God, trouble comes to your house. Now it enters your marriage. You will be hostile towards your brother in your family. You will be hostile towards your wife, the wife of your bosom, and towards the rest of your children whom you leave behind. Even your children will be troubled. Next verse. 
So that he will not give any of them the flesh of his children whom he will eat. Because he has nothing left in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at your gates. There will be no food and people will starve to death. Verse 56. Or we, or we stop. The tender and the delicate. Oh my gosh. My hair, you know, when my hair is rained on, my wig is 45,000 shillings. I, I, I cannot go for outreach because I just dyed my hair. My nails, oh my gosh. The tender and delicate woman among you. Who will not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground eh? because of her delicateness and sensitivity? I'm waiting for the road to be tarmacked. You know, I am allergic to dust. Will refuse to the husband of her house bosom and to her son and her daughter. I cannot explain that one, it's too deep. Verse 57. Her placenta, which comes out from between her feet. <laughs> Why have you left me to read alone? <laughs> hmm? Can we read together? Her placenta, which comes out from between her feet, and her children whom she bears, for she will eat them secretly. For lack of everything in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all your gates. That is the price you pay when you don't have the mind of a servant. That's why we must serve God. Look, I just stopped there, but you can continue to read. It becomes dangerous. When you continue reading the next of the next. Uh, uh, verses. It is very dangerous. So when we tell you to serve God, it's for your own good. Tell your neighbor it's for your own good. Yeah, it's for your own good. When you tell you serve God, don't say, oh, I think pastor is looking for people who can just, you know, do church work. No, it's for your own good. It's for your own good. It's for your own benefit. Because you're not serving the pastor, you are serving God. Look at your neighbor and tell them I'm serving God. And I want to serve God. The last one. You look depressed. The mind of Christ is the mind of sacrifice. Verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, the Bible says he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He became obedient to the point. To the point. Obedient to the point. Somebody shout point. Is that a shout? Shout again, point. You see, dying willingly is a sacrifice. Do you know why it's a sacrifice? Because nobody wants to die. If I was to tell you today, do you want to die today or you die when you are 70? What will you say? Some of you will even ask, can you extend to 85? So nobody wants to die. People want to live, isn't it? So to die willingly is a sacrifice. Alright? I've been around some people who are in their final moments and it's a very terrifying thing. You can see that there is war. They want to live but the body is quitting on them. So there is, there is a struggle. There is a struggle. 
you know, there's a struggle and they're fighting the struggle because nobody wants to live. So dying willingly, Jesus died willingly. It is a sacrifice. And the Bible says he was obedient to the point, that's the mind of sacrifice, to the point of death. Somebody say point of death. Say again, point of death. Jesus' sacrifice was to the point of death. Everybody here, you have your own point. It's like I've lost you. Jesus died, was obedient to the point of death. So everybody here, you have your own point. Your point might not be death, but it will cost you something. Your point might not be death, but it will demand something from you. And whatever it will demand from you, that becomes your sacrifice. So if you don't have the mind of sacrifice, when you get to that point, you will never sacrifice. So ask your neighbor for me, do you know your point? <laughs> Some of us, our point is money. Some of us, our point is our comfort. Some of us, our point is our time. Some of us, our point is our gift. Everybody, you have your own point. Jesus' point was death. And he was obedient up to the point of death. And you can see that this, this, was, a, this was the ultimate sacrifice. So if you struggle with money, if God pushes you to the point of death, what's going to happen? If you struggle with time, if God pushes you to the point of death, what will you do? Abraham's point was his son, Isaac. That was his point. And I thought Abraham will crack, but he didn't crack. He still offered his son. His only son. The one he has been waiting for for many years. That was his point. Ask your neighbor for me, what is your point? Because everybody here, you have a point. And you know your point. That's why you are stubborn. That's why you're not cooperating with God. Because you know your point. God knew that Abraham's point was not Ishmael. He knew that Abraham's point was who? Was Isaac. Question is to you, who is your Isaac? Or what is your Isaac? Let this mind that was in Christ be in us also. Amen. I pray that we shall have the mind of sacrifice. Do you know tithing is a sacrifice? It's a sacrifice. But many of us, we haven't reached that point yet of tithing faithfully. Prayer is a sacrifice. But many of us haven't reached that point of praying fervently. You pray, yes, but you know your prayers are very weak. Father God, bless the world in Jesus' name. Amen. For some of you, your point is to give your all to serving God. 
because of what he has given to you. Because to him much is given, much is required, but you haven't done so. So I pray that we shall have the mind of sacrifice. Praise the Lord. Are we ready to pray? We're going to pray for those three things in the next few minutes. Let's stand to our feet. The mind of Christ is a selfless mind. The mind of Christ is the mind of sacrifice. And the mind of Christ is the mind of servanthood. Amen. Father, indeed you are an awesome God. And we thank you. Thank you for all the prayer that we have brought today in your presence. Every need, every petition, every supplication, every cry that was lifted to you. Father, I'm confident that you've heard us. And we are thanking you in advance because we know that you have answered us. That mighty things are going to take place in our lives. Great miracles, great breakthroughs are going to take place in our lives. And over and above that, Father, we know that we have been changed. By being in your presence, our hearts have been changed. Our minds have been transformed. We are not the same way we came to this prayer meeting. Thank you because of transformation that has taken place in our lives by being in your presence. For it is in Jesus' name we pray and we all shout a big amen. amen. One more time, can we give him praise? Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.